You're listening to episode number nine of the Brain BS podcast, Getting Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now, here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be here. I'm looking out um, blue skies from my sunroom in Winneka, Illinois. We spent the last month in sunny Santa Barbara, where it was absolutely beautiful, and uh, no snow on the ground, and I was literally distracted the entire time I was there. So that's the brain BS I'm going to open up this segment with, because it was pretty remarkable. We had this... um this job done to get our first swimming pool, which we were pretty excited about. It took eight months to even just get a permit because of everything happening in Santa Barbara with COVID. And then we've had some issues since then with our pool contractor. And it's been really disappointing because him and the guy that worked for him are really nice guys. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really cut it if they don't get the job done and finish it up in a way that you expect with, uh, you know, when you spend a lot of money, you, it doesn't matter how nice you are, if you're unprofessional, and you don't finish up and do what you say you're going to do. So I could mention their name in this podcast. (laughs) And it probably wouldn't even hurt them because there's not that many people listening yet. But someday there will be. So for now, I'm going to refrain from using the name of the contractor that we used. Suffice it to say, I am, everything's a learning experience. So now we know what to deal with with pool contractors if we ever have to deal with getting another pool. That just was part of what was contributing to my distractions. The weather was beautiful. I mean, we had a pool for God's sakes. I kept wanting to be in the pool. And we have this really tall um, bamboo that's at the end of our yard that limits the amount of sun that gets onto the pool. So like I was kind of living my life around when contractors were going to be in the backyard and when I have that brief window that I could actually be in the pool in the sun and not be freezing. So that that played into it. Another big factor is the different time zone. It was a two-hour difference. It totally threw my schedule off. That's definitely something I'm going to have to work on. I was uncomfortable a lot of the trip and it just didn't make sense to me. Because it was so beautiful out, and we had a pool, and we have this great house and this great life. And uh, yeah, no matter how much mind management I did, I'm going to admit that I kind of got into a funk and had to really work my way through it. I've learned a lot, and as a result, I'm going to be making quite a few changes. So that's exciting. Um, So okay, so now you know why I'm doing the episode. So let's actually start officially the episode getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay, so sometimes we just go through periods of life where it's just not the way we want it to be. It can happen when we least want it to, like when we actually think we should be having fun and celebrating something like a swimming pool. And we think we should be carefree and light and, you know, everything's a great time. But instead, we're kind of crabby and just oppositional in general. 
when we're like this, it does not take much to set us off and everything around us is kind of annoying. This can also happen when circumstances in life are much more challenging. This can happen when you're taking care of a loved one who's failing or when you're in a relationship and it doesn't feel like it's going well or when you're on the verge of a divorce or if you just haven't been taking care of yourself for a long time and you really just kind of start to feel crappy. Whatever the reason might be, we sometimes just feel like we're being swallowed by a cloud of negativity and like we temporarily lose touch with our higher selves in the process and have no way of regaining control. When we have this happen to us, there's usually three things that take place. We either resist the reality that we're presented with, we try to escape the reality that we're presented with, or we can actually permit it and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Let me be clear, even though the third option is the best option, we rarely go for that if we have a human brain. Usually the first thing we do is resist, and oftentimes we do that without even being aware, and then we try to escape it because we can't stand the feeling anymore. So let's talk about resisting first. So there are two elements to resisting. First, there's the physical resistance to the feeling, And then there is the resisting of the present moment. So I'm spontaneously going to change this because at first I was going to talk about the physical resistance because I thought that you would feel that first. But I've come to realize that the only reason why I do is because of the work I've done. So I want to talk about actually resisting the present moment. So it's pretty clear to us when when something's happening and we don't like the way it is. I mean, honestly, this happens to us a million times a day. We're constantly unhappy with the present moment that's being presented to us and want to figure out some way to change it or wish it was different if we're not capable of changing it. We don't always look at it, though, as rejecting the present moment. We just look at it as lost in thought, wishing something was different, thinking it's supposed to be another way somehow. But in reality, when we're doing that, we're actually resisting the present moment. Another um, way of resisting the present moment is if you're, uh, for example, a caregiver to somebody who's sick, who you're taking care of, and maybe that, you know, that person is really crabby because that's what happens sometimes when people are sick or they're aging or they're at the end of their lives, you know, it's not a fun time and some people can get um, super difficult. So you might be in that moment resisting the present moment because you either desperately wish the person was doing better than they were or you might resist it because you wish that they were nicer than they are that you could maybe get a warm, fuzzy moment out of all of this and maybe they would express a little gratitude and show appreciation for you. But that doesn't always happen. And when we wish for things that aren't there and we want reality to somehow be different, then that is resisting the present moment. So that kind of covers the present moment. Now, when it comes to resisting a feeling, that's... That's a little different because it's it's actually kind of subtle. But for me, I kind of um, wrote a description here that I'm going to read because sometimes it's hard for me to describe feelings when I'm uh, in the middle of doing a podcast. But I feel a tightening in my chest. And I think the first thing I start to feel is more tension in my jawline. 
And it starts out a little bit like that. I don't really notice it. And then it starts to get stronger and it kind of goes down into the pit of my stomach. And it kind of feels like pressure on my chest cavity, but it's not, it's not like a really deep pressure where I can't breathe or I'm having a panic attack or anything. It's just like this low grade tightening pressure that is taking me out of the present moment, but not totally. So I don't even really realize that it's there. And until I started doing the thought work, I never knew it was there. I, I didn't even acknowledge it. I thought it was just the feeling that I was trying to avoid, but I've come to realize that resistance, that you feel resistance whenever you resist, and when you stop resisting, then you feel the nuances of the different feelings. Then you feel the difference between anxiety and fear, between urgency and impatience. You see what I mean? Because when we resist it, that resistance gets magnified and it makes it so much worse because not only are you avoiding an uncomfortable feeling, you're also physically feeling the results of resisting. This is, this is really uncomfortable. It's really hard to get things done in this frame of mind. And I know this for sure because I did not get that much done on this trip. I got very little done in the way of work. And I think because the majority of the time I was in this um, resistance. So resistance is pretty common. And then there's a lot of self-judgment that goes with that. But let's face it, self-judgment kind of comes along with everything. But the, the next thing that we do, and this is super common, it might even be more common than resistance, is escaping the feeling. So we try to find some way to take us out of that moment where we're uncomfortable and we don't want to feel what we're about to feel, whether it be boredom, anxiety, depression, whatever it might be. And we do something to get a quick dopamine hit to help us feel better. So we can do that with Netflix. We can do that with shopping. We can do it with alcohol. We can do it with overeating. We could do it on social media. We can do it with working too much. We can do it with exercising all the time. So anytime we're trying to do something to avoid a feeling, that's what I'm referring to as escape. I'm not talking about when you do something healthy and positive for yourself and like say you're really stressed and you decide to work out yeah if you if you did it all the time and you didn't do anything else to help you with that stress then that could maybe be perceived as trying to avoid a feeling but there's also just coping with something well and having strategies in place for when you are going to experience uncomfortable feelings I guess when it comes right down to it, you know, escape isn't necessarily bad if you're doing it in a healthy way and with the right intentions. At least that's my opinion, because I think in life, there's always going to be times where we reject the present moment because that's part of the condition of having a human brain. And the reason why we're here this lifetime, I believe, is to figure out how to distance ourselves from that brain and all the trouble it tries to cause us and and live from our higher self, from our soul. I mean, come on, is it really that hard to understand why we would want to escape? 
I mean, are we really going to judge ourselves for that? This lifetime is not easy. There's nothing easy about it. Sure, there might be short spans where everything goes well, but more often than not, we're being challenged with something that could really take us under if we let it. So there's no judgment here. You're not doing anything wrong if you're resisting or trying to escape. This is all part of being human and all part of the experience of why we're here. But what I'm about to talk to you next is the best part because we don't have to try to escape and we don't have to resist. Or at least if we do, we can become self-aware and we can, get let, we can let go of that and we could choose instead to permit the feelings to be there and not make a big problem out of them. Now, I understand that when we say we're going to permit uncomfortable feelings to be there, that's not really going to inspire you because <laughs> who wants to feel uncomfortable, right? But the only reason why we don't want to feel uncomfortable is because we haven't learned how to process the uncomfortable feelings. Feelings only last about 90 seconds in our body. But we can spend days, weeks, years resisting a feeling so that it feels like the feeling's been there our entire lives. But when we learn to differentiate the resistance from the feeling and we just permit it to be there, the discomfort, then we can kind of breathe into it. We could just relax, you know, drop our shoulders, drop down into ourselves, notice what the feeling feels like in our body. For me, when I think of resistance, it's kind of um, this color that we painted our house uh, called smudge gray. So it's like this smudge gray, not like coal, but it's like a darker kind of gray. It feels sort of a little bit like concrete. It kind of has a texture of concrete, but for whatever reason, I picture a saw. Don't ask me why, a hand saw. When I think of it, and I think of it like uh, across my chest. So it's like an uneven sort of um, hard surface that's not giving it all. And when I, when I can really pay attention to that, and everybody has different ideas about feelings, right? They can have textures, they can have colors, they can um, be liquid, they can be solid. They're, they're whatever you want them to be. You have to tap into yourself and you have to figure out how to really pay attention to your body to find out what a feeling feels like. And then you do it with multiple different feelings. And then you're so much more aware because we don't always pay attention to our thoughts. And we know that thoughts generate feelings. If we become really familiar with feelings, then we know right away, oh, what's the thought here? This is our body's way of telling us something's not going as planned with the way we're trying to think. And it gives us a heads up that we're thinking something without our awareness. So the more familiar you get with feelings, just letting them be there, breathing into them, letting them just pass through, not getting all caught up in it. And and when I say that, I hope you understand what I mean. If you understand that it's just a feeling from a thought that's being offered to you by your primitive brain and it has nothing to do with you, you can distance yourself. If the thought comes up and you totally believe it and you're immersed in it and you think it's you, well, 
you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to permit it to be there because you're going to be resisting it or escaping from it. In conclusion, we spend the majority of our lives trying to avoid uncomfortable emotions. We try to resist them and we, we try to escape from them on a regular basis. Believe me, there's many industries that are making a lot of money because of the way our brains are wired. But what I want you to know is you don't have to do this anymore. You, you have the awareness now after listening to this podcast that you can, you can permit a feeling to be there, not make a problem out of it, distance yourself from it, and just accept the reality of the situation. We were never intended to have joy all the time. It's never been intended that way, and we know that because that's not the way it is. Part of the human experience is experiencing all of the emotions, both good and bad. Have a great week. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, please subscribe to my podcast and give me a quick review and a rating of five so I can get the word out there. If you're interested in coaching or joining the Brain BS community, you can go to www.thebrainbs.com where you can subscribe to my emails and look at the coaching options that are available to you. Remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your Brain BS.